He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Hi, good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having to talk about something called the Oz rule, that if he's on TV, he's lying. He did that during his career on his TV show. He's done that during his campaign about lying about our record here. And he's also lying probably during this debate. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm gonna keep coming back up. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down, that needs to keep get back up. Uh, Good night. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. That was John Fetterman trying to think and speak at the same time. Didn't go so well. Guys, we have so many clips to do with John Fetterman and his debate tonight. We could honestly do it for hours and hours, which is why because of that. Fetterman Smorgasbord? Yeah. Yeah, Federman We can call it whatever you, we want. Just know that he can't repeat it because he can't talk. It was epic what happened last night. Because of it, we're going to kind of combine the sh- combine. Excuse, I'm starting to talk like John Federman. Combine the show and booze and banter today. So Tom is here. We got Tom. We got Disco. We got lots of fun, lots of clips to get into. Man, it was. I'm I'm trying to work on some other stuff. I'm trying to hang out and do some stuff. We're just gonna show the brick wall. Um, <clears throat> And t- the the texts start coming in from from Tom, and the Twitter world's blowing up <laughs> because of of what Fetterman's trying to say. Again, I don't think he delivered one single point last night, except for what he just said there. I had a stroke. Yes, you did. You shouldn't be running for office. Um, but we're gonna get into all of it. Let's so let's get things going. We're gonna get into Fetterman's painful performance. We're gonna get into Biden, who's pushing COVID fear and the vaccine again. Stacey Abrams might be in some trouble. DeSantis struck against Chris again. Uh, lots of good stuff to cover, but again, a very John Fetterman heavy show. So if you don't want to look at sloth or whatever you know figure you equate him to uh, for an extended period of time, now is the time to check out. Please don't, though. We want you to stay. Uh, let's get to the question of the day, which is, do you think digital currency is coming in a There's like a real way in the next three to five years, like it's going to be, and I know it's kind of already here, but like you know what I'm saying, like going to be mandated, forced down. Do you think digital currency is coming in the next three to five years to stay? As you send in your responses, today's episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Mammoth Nation. Guys, they're America's conservative marketplace. There's over 500 and growing conservative, pro patri- you know, pro America, patriotic companies. Many of them veteran-owned companies law enforcement-owned companies who are over there selling all the products you're already buying. You're just buying them from trash communist companies like we all have for a long time. So switch over. Go become a member at mammothnation.com today. You can use my promo code, which is Drew, D-R-E-W. 
to save 30% on your membership. You can feel a whole hell of a lot better knowing that you're dropping the woke BS and you're shopping conservative. That's how we fight back against this, guys. Get on over there. It's mammothnation.com. Use promo code Drew to save up to, uh, not up to, to save 30%. Okay. Question of the day. Right. And Shelby coming in with yeses. Barb Rocks, yes. D Donner, yes. F News missed the question. It is, do you think digital currency is coming to stay in the next three to five years? Ginger, yes. Feathercatcher, sadly, yes. Texas Panhandle Patriot, yes. I think I know your answer, Tom, but what do you say? A hundred percent, yes. I mean, that, that's the goal. Any sort of authoritarian or tyrannical government, their, their goal is to have a digital currency. They have to have it if you want total control. You know, with the whole reset coming, they can take your money and say, oh, hey, Drew, um, you know, you've been on these platforms, you've done this. So your dollar is going to be worth, you know, 70 cents, you know, you'll get from digital currency. Yeah. And you can't buy any more meat because we hate you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I, I think so, too. It's kind of a I'm sure there's some people who might say no. I mean, there's some people who are saying hope not, but but they think that it is. It's it's kind of a an inevitability at this point, I think, sadly, that it's coming. Again, it's, and it's not surprising that it's happening in some parts of the world. Obviously, China and some other places already have it. Other people ramping up toward it. But so are we. I mean, we've, you know, you know Biden did the survey looking into well, whether it made sense, and then they came back, and of course, we're like, it does make sense. Of course, well, of course it makes sense. You, you told them, go do a survey that gives us these results so we can shove this stuff down the people's throats. Well, the new prime minister of England, he's talked about converting, you know, England to a digital currency. I mean, yeah. he's their guy. That's his goal. Yep. And it'll be interesting to see if he pulls it off and, you know, how it affects, you know, everybody there. 100%. Disco, you on board? Yeah. You think it's happening? I think so. It is. And not just because of this, but like, you know, years ago, I knew someone who started to, you know how like they have the apps now where you can like get sporting tickets really cheap last minute. Well, like, gosh, 20 years ago, I knew someone who was starting that. And the way they got in with that was they tried it with like, you know, major league sports and it didn't work, but they got in with the NCAA and they did all college sports and then it took off. Now let's fast forward to now. I know someone who is like investing in the same thing, but we, you want to go to an NCAA game? You you know let's let's uh, buy it with Bitcoin. Let's trade it. They're trying to build an app around that to get that going. So I feel like if they're getting legs there and it's going to grow, that of course it's there. It's gonna you know so they're just trying to do exchange just for tickets in the NCAA. But which if you're conservative, you won't be able to buy because you can't go and do fun things um yeah but but so it like to me i would say yes just based on that like because i've seen it in the past with like i said with the cheap ticket things and this it's like yeah this makes sense it's it's probably gonna happen <laughs> well yeah and to be clear not from a, i mean tech from a technological standpoint obviously those kind of developments are happening but but this is this is and will be 100 percent about control it's and they're gonna they're gonna use that ruse on people and people are going to fall for it. Oh, this is so much easier. You don't have to have all of this and that. Like, we're just going to take care of it for you. It'll all be controlled here in one central place. Don't worry. Uncle Sam's gotcha. And boy, do they. That's, that's exactly what they do. They've got you by the balls. And then you go to try to pull out money and it's like, sorry, you've pulled out too much money this month. 
Like you can't spend it anymore. Technically, like, it's our money now. <laughs> yeah, you're well, welcome. What about, what about taxes? You know, are we still going to need the IRS, or they, will the government have access to our digital bank account and just take out the taxes that we owe, or give us a refund that's due due to us? Good question. Don't know. I'm sure they'll just take it. It'll make it so much easier. We're just going to go ahead and deposit, or excuse me, withdraw. <laughs> Um, Don't worry. We know what we need to take from you. We <laughs> yeah, got it. It'll be fair. It'll be fair. Promise. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Let's. H- how many of you guys watched? I know Tom did, but how many of you in the audience watched the Dr. Oz, John Fetterman debate last night? Because it was a doozy. Let me tell you. And if you didn't, don't worry. You get. You're basically going to get all the highlights right here. Lowlights is probably the the more appropriate worst. But. I mean, honestly, you know, and Tom said this, if you thought, and all of us did, and we, and we do, and we should continue to think as such, but if you thought that Jill Biden was a horrible, power-hungry, greedy whore for pushing Joe Biden through this campaign, having him do this, encouraging him to run again when he can't even find his way off the stage, if you thought she was a bad person, she, I mean, sit down. Sit down because the the wife of John Fetterman is in a class of her own. I mean, you see, you've, we've shown clips after clips after clips for for the last several months. Yeah, she filed a lawsuit, right, for someone making like slandering him or whatever, right? Wasn't that true? Probably. Well, they're gonna probably do that to us after today's episode. Well, but she was yeah. trying to get the uh, NBC <laughs> reporter. Uh, That's what it was. Yeah. Suspended. Yeah. 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 So. She's an awful person. She's putting him out there, you know, abusing a literally brain-damaged person. And again, preface all of these clips today. We're going to kind of poke fun at him, not because he had a stroke and not because we're wishing that upon him. That's not how I roll. I don't wish that upon Joe or John or anyone. I just wish that there would be someone, themselves included, John included, who would have the reason to stand up and say, you know what? I really can't do this job. I can't even talk to a human being, let alone be a United States senator. So let's start with the clip, because again, we're just going to go through them and we'll comment on all of them. But let's start with the clip that we've already seen because it was the cold open. This was, if in case you missed it, when you hear him say goodnight, this was his introduction. This was his opening statement that he, he started with goodnight. Hi, goodnight, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having to talk about something called the Oz rule, that if he's on TV, he's lying. He did that during his career on his TV show. He's done that during his campaign about lying about our record here. And he's also lying probably during this debate. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. Nor should anybody. I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down that needs to keep get back up. <laughs> needs to keep get back up. I, 
hooked on phonics working for me. I mean, seriously, the second he stood, they should have never agreed to this debate. Now, I, I poked fun at him for, for saying you, you need to debate. It's a, it's a time old tradition. It, it should be required for elections. And I, and I agree with that. But I also get why they have pushed back so hard against him debating and just being in public in, in adult clothes at all. Like, as soon as you start the debate that way, someone on the staff needs to start screaming fire or calling a bomb threat something because this, this just went out of control right away, right? Oh, it, it just got better by the moment. When I was on Twitter, it's just one clip after another. It, it was totally insane. One of the things I want to bring up, what Fetterman said about Oz, and Oz, you know, he was trying to make the point that Oz is buying the seat or whatever, where, you know, Dr. Oz spent $20 million of his own to buy the seat. Well, you know what? I'm actually okay with Oz putting in his own money because – He's not beholden now to any special interest that sunk in twenty million. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's his. It's his money. By the way, John, you have not really made money. You've been a leech on your parents well into your forties. <laughs> like, like. Well, I. To me, to me, like with. I, I mean, I, I know we got a lot more to go. Like this is probably the heaviest A block we've ever had when it comes to assets. It's like nineteen videos just for a block this it feels like but um it, two things would make sense to me is if oz was like you know what let's pay them to have them keep going so that i can win that would make complete sense of what's going on here look we'll pay for your medical bills we'll help you with all that stuff got you don't worry or is this like a make a wish foundation wish that's going on for fetterman because it's or just commercial? it's like no like the you know like the, the wish that make a wish foundation people get you know the, like the, oh i want to go to disney to oh he, this oh, is he his wants wish to run for senate okay i got you yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like cuz it's it's one of those things where you're like who would who would do this who who would let their husband go through that um, it's it's unbelievable it's and as holly says and i thought about it a lot after watching these clips i mean literally he's not a the most prominent figure yet but he is a prominent figure that the democrats are getting getting behind in Pennsylvania for sure and obviously want his seat. It's going to be an important race in terms of the control for the Senate overall. So they're getting behind him. And then they've obviously propped up Joe Biden as the president. But can you imagine those two people having a conversation? I would literally, and I'm not joking, I would pay money. I will keep my mouth shut and I will try not to laugh. I would pay money to sit there and be a part of that discussion. I don't care. And you can talk about whatever you want. You can talk about, you know, young black kids rubbing Joe's legs. You can talk about Ashley in the shower. You can talk about Hunter. You can talk about sports. You can talk about anything you want. I'll pay top dollar for that. We should start like an Omaze page for that, you know, and then give give the money to to, to some yeah. foundation. 100%. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, 100%. That would be, it would be so good. You guys, all you have to do is show up and talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Joe appoint him like special envoy to Ukraine and have John Fetterman sit down with Putin and Zelensky and try and negotiate a peace deal. <laughs> uh, that would be good. That would be I good. Feel Putin like would just be staring on the lump at his neck the whole time like, mm, it's not good. Um, <laughs> I just, you need to get that looked at. I feel like for <laughs> when he said goodnight, he was meaning to say good evening. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> obviously, but again, you you can't 
you cannot run for Senate if you cannot talk and articulate points. Like, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter that it was because of a stroke. It sucks. Sorry you had one, bro. But you are not capable of doing anything. You literally could not get a job as a grocery store beggar right now because you'd scare the piss out of everyone. One, because you're just a monster. And two, because you can't talk. Like At it, least he wore a suit. He wore a suit. At least he dressed up. He dressed. Uh, that's when you started sending those in. At first, I was like, "No, this has to be like a Photoshop thing." He didn't wear a suit to it. He doesn't even but own a suit. <laughs> but he did. I, you know, I, so. I seriously thought that when he said good night, that that was a misdirect. That he meant to say it and to like, you know, start it off by saying good night. I don't think we have to go on any further with this debate, so I'm going to end it here. You know, just like making a joke, but it was <laughs> that would have been yeah. Good night, and, right? And it just it went downhill from there. It did. Speaking of going downhill from there, here's here's another clip on people working. Let's let's take a listen to what old John Fetterman had to say here. Now we we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to. That's that's the most American bargain. That if you work full time, you should be able to live. Indignity is well true, and I believe they haven't <laughs> have any businesses being, being. Uh, you can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind- uh, individuals that just simply can't have to to pay their own way. <laughs> Live in dignity as well true. I mean, do you think during this he realized, like after a certain sentence? I I don't know, and I, you know, I know some people who have had strokes have never dove into the conversation and ask them like, but do you understand when you're making those mistakes? Like, Oh my gosh, I'm blowing this. Or do you just not know? I, I, I literally don't know the answer to that. I, I have no idea. It just sounds like he was just saying words to fill up time. Yeah. It, it just trying to it, string what he could do, what he could together. He had a thought the words weren't there. So he was just stringing out whatever words were coming to him to try and get that thought out. It's what it seemed like. So he'd be really good at the filibuster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's that's why they're bringing him in. He's our filibuster guy. Um, (laughs) We just need you to string words together. It doesn't need to make sense. Just don't stop talking and you can't lean on anything. Like all the rules when it comes to the filibuster is actually pretty cool. When you dive into it, like you can't, you get three strikes and you can't like lean on something for support and all this. It's crazy. So you know. <laughs> he, he, he does sound like, you know how you get directions like at Ikea or something to assemble something, something that was yeah. made in China. It sounds like, you know, they're written in Chinese and then, you know, translated in English. This sounds like the English translation of directions that were written in Chinese. Cause yes. it never makes sense when you read those. Right. They're missing words. It's yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, all right, well, here's him talking about Oz and his 10 gigantic mansions. And how can a man, you know, with, with you know, 10 gigantic mansions, you know, has unwilling uh, to talk about a, a willing wage for anybody. Imagine a signal mom trying with two children, trying to raise with them, realizing making $31,000 a year, you know, $15 an hour. Um, imagine playing a drinking game where you drink every time he says, you know. You'd be shit-faced. <laughs> and I don't know what a signal mother is. <laughs> I mean, Democrats don't even know what a woman is, but he's talking about a signal mother, and that's just interesting to me because I don't know what it is. I, I also like the, the uh, willing wage. The willing wage is what a prostitute uses to set the price for her services. That's a willing wage. Mm. 
There you go. The more you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I and I know like he's trying to, you know, oh, he can't like how could he relate to these people? But he's a doctor and he was on the show. He's made a lot of money. Like just calm down. It, it's just life. It, it's yeah. you know, he he got cut the right cloth. I'm sorry. You know, like it's it's one of those things where it's like, I wish I could have the money that Oz had, but I don't. Right. Don't you know? And and so he's still a human being. He can still relate to people because he's a human being. <laughs> like, but it, Shelby's asking Tom how you know about the willing wage. <laughs> <laughs> and you know this how, Tom? I, I uh, troll deep into the web. He does. The 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 depth that I would never go as far into the interwebs as as Sir Tom does. It's just I, I wouldn't do it. It's like how Tom has rules for the dark the dark web. That's my favorite part. Yes. Yes. Two. Yeah. The yeah. two rules, yeah. Don't make any friends on the dark web. Don't make any enemies. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it, simple, <laughs> and it, I mean it seems logical from what I understand. Yeah. The dark web. It seems it seems very yeah. logical. Um, not logical is John Fetterman's next thought on inflation. Take a listen. Your opponent has criticized Democratic spending, as you heard. Has the Biden administration overspent? And if so, where do you think spending should be cut? You have sixty seconds. No, here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation, you know, right now because it's a tax on working families, you know. And Dr. Oz can't possibly understand what that is like, you know. He has 10 gigantic mansions, you know. He, we, we must push back against corporate greed. We must make sure that we're also pushing back against price gouging as well, too. You know, we also be able to make more in Pennsylvania, make more in America. When he had a choice to make his merchandise, the Oz label is on, he made it all in China. You know, who can you believe that can fight against inflation and pushing back against corporate greed or somebody that is chosen working in China versus over American workers? <laughs> okay, so I said if, if you played a drinking game with you know before how drunk you'd be, you'd literally be dead on that one. Um, but again, do, it's do, just, do you, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you feel like, uh, wh whoever is helping him was like, all right, you know, we should just take it easy, have easy answers. And he was like, no, advance, advance, advance. Like, like we, we need to attack on every answer. It's like, just, we heard you the first time about the 10 mansions. You don't need to bring it up again. Oh, like, he brought it up a lot last night. That was his only, I mean, that was his only kind of point, which eventually, Oz hits back on uh we've I think we've got that clip that we'll show but the it's it's I mean honestly I was I was listening this morning to the clips again and laughing and then having to stop them because they are so painful to hear him try to speak simple basic English which he fails at and and did so throughout the night this doesn't get better by the way it just continues to spiral out of control you know, I really, I find myself, I mean, as many clips as we have here, like, I find myself speechless at how speechless he, I mean, it, he had 60 seconds there. The first five, he just kind of took off, like, I'm going to really catch my breath for this one. Um, he didn't even respond to start. Yeah, and I also felt like the moderators were, were helping him out. You know, they would, like, they would intervene at some point to try and get him back on track to what they thought that his thought process was. Right. Well, and it seemed like from I, I didn't sit there and just watch the whole debate, but it seemed like by the end of the night, 
even they had kind of given up like, all right, whatever. This guy is a lost cause. Like we, we don't want right. Dr. Oz to win because we're part of the mainstream media. And frankly, I wish Dr. Oz wasn't our candidate either. He needs to win because we can't have someone who should be in the hospital running, you know, running that, you know, in being in that seat. But we, we just can't have a Democrat in there either. We got to get control back. But it's it's man, it's crazy. It did feel like the mercy rule was going into effect. With yes. The moderators. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, they've done, I'm sure, you know, a wide variety of debates at a wide, you know, a bunch of different levels and degrees of importance. I'm sure that they've never seen and heard and experienced something like they did last night. That's just, that's just crazy. That's just it's out no, and, and 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 it's hard too. Like you know, it's obviously he's trying his hard. And, and hey, I, w- I worked for a uh, motorcycle league that one of the racers he had a stuttering problem, and it's not. And we asked him, "Do you want us to edit that?" Something he goes, "No, because it's who I am. I'm trying to be better at it." And he and he got better. He's he's getting better at it. And when he goes to give interviews, he's a lot cleaner. He's a lot faster. It's he, with this. It's you can tell he can't help but slam the words together or slur or because is it's just not there. He had a stroke. Like but, this is, <laughs> but, but the one guy rides a motorbike for a living and this guy is going to make policy decisions <laughs> for the entire country. Uh, no, 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 I know. But, but, but I'm just saying like, at least for here, it's like he, the mental thing that's going on in his head, like he shouldn't be doing this. Oh no. Yeah. There, there, sh- yeah. there should be something not just like in like his wife. Cause obviously she's under, there should be something in <laughs> Like the law, that's like okay. If you have these mental, if you can't pass a physical, if you can't do this, you cannot be doing this for us. Because what good is he going to do on the hill? Yeah, he's not going to do any. Um, it's, I mean, uh, anyway, let's keep going because we got a lot of clips. I, I've got plenty of other thoughts, but this is um, this is his his latest view on fracking. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. Hmm. Solid. And I solid and I stand (laughs) and I am um, again. He didn't answer it for me. Like, John, where are you, bro? This is all you got to do for the next couple hours. You can get right back in your sweatpants. Sweat, sweatshirt, I guess I should say sweatshirt and and shorts. But like you can do it. You just got to you just got to pay attention for two hours. He couldn't do it. But he supports fracking. That's that's the takeaway. Okay, let's continue on. This Wait, is does uh, he does he? <laughs> well, he, he doesn't know. Um, this is this is him talking about uh, Oz's family company. Uh, you know, you know, here his his family's company was it was levied the largest fine for immigration hiring of 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 immigrate uh, illegals. You know, and I think he should sit this one out about in terms of what a a, sore, a, a secure border. So, so Fetterman is telling Oz that he should sit this one out. Um, that's that's priceless. <laughs> oh, oh my! Goodness. Again, it, again, like, Oz sucks. This, he, he sucks. Are we doing? 
Are we do, shooting a reality show about this that we don't know? I wish I wish we were. I wish. Is we this were. like the time when Joaquin Phoenix came on David Letterman and they were filming a, a scene for a movie, but Letterman didn't know, and so he was acting as the character and being off? Like, I mean, like, is this what it was? Like, is this what this was? Because this is what it felt like. When was that? Uh, I'll have to find the clip and I can play it for a booze. But it was it was um, obviously before he stepped down. But uh, Joaquin Phoenix came on and and he introduced him as Joaquin Phoenix, but they weren't using the welcoming. But it was like him sitting there and he's laid back, acting like he doesn't care about being on the show and not really answering the questions and all that stuff. And then <clears throat> and Letterman was like taken back by it. Yeah. And then they go to commercial and right before commercial. He lunges over to Letterman to, to like lean in his ear and be like, "Hey, like I, this was for a bit, you know. Like we didn't, we wanted you to be natural." And uh, so you see him like lean up right at the end of the interview to as they're play as they're rolling out, you know, doing the music to the commercial. I'm trying to remember what year that was, but that was like that was un- it was an uncomfortable interview to watch. Uncomfortable oh, I bet. to watch. I bet. I'm sure Dave wasn't too happy with that. After he-, he found out, he was okay with it, but during it, he was like, well, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> like, right. Like, who does he think he is? All right. Here, remember when Fetterman assaulted someone? Well, this, it came up. It came up. Sorry, Josh. Josh says, unfortunately, I live in Pennsylvania where this shit show Fetterman and Oz are my choices. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. You got to go with the daytime television host in this case. Um, here's Fetterman and the whole conversation about his assault. There's one person on this stage who's broken the law, we believe. John Fetterman took a shotgun, chased an unarmed African-American man, and put the gun, apparently, according to that man, to his chest. John, you weren't pulled over by the police. Uh, they let you go. You were the mayor at the time. Why haven't you apologized to that unarmed, innocent black man who you put a shotgun to his chest? All right. We will allow a 30-second response to that, Mr. Fetterman, specifically what he was saying referring uh, to the incident in Braddock. Uh, I... I made the opportunity to defend our community as the the chief law enforcement officer there. Everybody in Braddock, uh, an overwhelmingly majority uh, community of of black uh, community, all understood what happened. You know, they uh, they understood what happened, and everybody agreed that. And nobody believes that it was anything about me making a split second decision to to defend our community as well. Why not apologize, Uh, 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 Mr. Okay. More gobbledygook. I mean, a, a community of black. <laughs> he sounds like Ron Burgundy there. In uh, I think it was the second one. He's just yeah. like black. <laughs> it is just so. I you know what? There's a part of me that you know would really like to see him. You know, on a congressional committee <laughs> or a Senate committee. <laughs> Just, uh, but oh, it's just it's so ungodly painful. Can you can you imagine him grilling someone in one of those congressional or uh, you know Senate hearings? It would be oh, like the Kavanaugh hearing. Oh, he well he weighed in with his his feelings on the Supreme Court. We'll we'll let you know we'll let you know uh, how that went later on. Here's do you guys are you familiar with the term idlays? Idlays, no. Okay, John. John references it here. See if you can make it out. No, it, it, no that, that's it. He, uh, he got his Pennsylvania right, house from his own idlays from a, a dollar. Mr. Fetterman, we have to. <laughs> he's, idlays. He's he's trying to say in-laws. Uh, uh, just just so we're clear. Okay. <laughs> but in John Fetterman speak, it's idlays. There you go. Idlays. That's 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 your free education. 
lesson today. Um, it's <laughs> the it lays. Here's his here's thoughts on uh, what he was thinking was vocational schools. He calls them vocational, though. <laughs> Take a listen. You have 30 seconds. Again, I think it's no, it's it's just the same the way the university for degrees as well too. Supporting that and partnering with the the unions and making sure that vocation training are is 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 uh, is affordable and providing the resources to make sure everyone has the opportunity. Going to college isn't the right choice for for every person, you know. But going to those kind of vocational schools, able to create a career to to way to excuse me to wane. Uh, reach a lot of a uh, high salary and again supporting to reduce those costs are critical too. Can, honestly, can we replay that? Go back to about where he says vagotional because then you look at, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this up here too. You look at what he, um, what, what he's like is trying to say, like if you try and like, like after, I, I can't even talk now again, he's, he's ruined me. But after, after he's rubbing off on you, he's rubbing <laughs> off on me. I'm trying to find. He's gone the, full um, Fetterman. He's never go full Fetterman. Never go full never Fetterman. Go Where the hell is it? Um, I can't find. I can't find the. Here we go. Here we go. I found it. Okay. So if you play it back and listen to what he tries to describe here. Making sure that vocation training are is 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 uh, is affordable and providing the resources to make sure everyone has the opportunity. Going to college isn't the right choice for for every person, you know. But going to those kind of vocational schools, able to create a career to to way to excuse me to wane, uh, reach a lot of a uh, high salary, and again supporting to reduce those costs are critical too. Okay, so I I agree. Going to college is not for everyone, and especially these days. You know, you, you're, you're kind of hard-pressed to find reasons to go to college with the indoctrination that happens there. But I would second-guess going to a vocational school just because I don't know what it is. But he says, this is what he says, if you break it down. Town Hall broke it down for us. Going to those kind of vocational schools, able to create a, a career to Ray to way, excuse me, to Wayne... <laughs> wage a lot away, high <laughs> salary, and to supporting to reduce those costs are critical too. To wane, I, wage a lot away. I thought, I swore I thought I heard him say gelato. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> yes, <for me. laughs> yes. And maybe, look, maybe he was thinking about that, like, man, I'd really rather be in my hoodie and eating gelato. I get it. We all get it. You've got to be able to speak English, though. Again, it's like two hours of your life. And for all of you keeping score at home, we are getting towards the end of these clips. We still have more. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> We're almost done. But you just got, I mean, because it, it just shows, like, it's not like one or two instances. It is literally the entire night. He did not make a, a single normal, like, articulate thought, like, once throughout the night. It just didn't happen. So that's him on, on Vagotional Schools. Uh, we it, need to get. It's like, um, was, it's like he was doing a cold read from the movie Encino Man. Did you ever see that? Yes, that's Brendan been a long yes. time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Where they thawed out, you know, a Neanderthal and like getting him to like say words. <laughs> that's yeah. a great. That's a great way to put it, actually. Uh, Brendan Fraser, Polly Shore. Who's the other guy? Uh, those Astin. are the only. One. Who? Sean Astin was in it. 
yes, Sean Astin. That's right. Yeah, he he's the he's the one who like owns the. He's like it's his parents' house. They dig the pool <laughs> for the pool party at the end. So good, so good. So here's do we, just, um, do we stop the episode and just watch that now? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, so that's him on on vocational schools. Here's uh, him attacking Oz on tax breaks. Uh, again, Dr. Oz, you know, loves free free money when it's a, a half a million dollar tax break on one of his you know homes down in a ranch in Florida, and whether it was a fifty dollar tax break you know, about his farm in Montgomery County. So it's about supporting and helping, you know, young earners, excuse me, young, young, uh, young, you know, students to, to give them a break. I believe that, that supporting. Uh, All right. Let me just ask. Hmm. Okay. So that's that. Let's just kind of speed through some of these last ones. Um, again, reminder, if you're coming in late, we're not doing booze and banter today because a block is the longest a block in the history of mankind. Thanks to John Fetterman being 37 minutes in and we're still an a block, (laughs) the worst politician, (laughs) uh, worst candidate, I should say in history. And he's a politician because he was a politician before, but, um, so this is, let's, let's actually, well, let's skip ahead. Let's skip past the next one. Let's do social security. We need to make sure that Dr. Oz and the Republicans believe in cutting Medicare and Social Security. And I believe that they have to support and expand Social Security. And if somebody sends me to send me to Washington, D.C., I would support and stand and to support security, uh, Social Security. <laughs> I would have been OK. I would have been 100 percent OK if he quoted Dana Carvey being H.W. Bush, it's very social, very secure. I like it. You know, I would have been okay if he if he quoted that. I would have been fine. Not that answer. No, I mean, so yes, Barb, it does mean it's beer thirty. It's always beer thirty in uh, Red Beach Studios. Um, it just is. Um, I mean, he, so he, he is all the gobbledygook he put out there at the beginning, and then let me just read the transcript of his final sentence. There, I would support and stand. And to support security, social security. I mean, I'm telling you, being an I, I, I fell into the trap growing up. I went to a great school because my parents are great people. And I fell into the trap of believing that football and, and sports mattered more. And I kind of got lazy with academics. And we had a really tough school when it came to English. Like, it was brutal. I I feel like a rock star reading the sentences that he sp- speaks and all of that. I feel like I'm like a grammar king. I feel like I'm on top of the you- world when it comes to articulating thought in comparison to John Fetterman. At home this morning, were you walking a little taller? Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, like, no, I'm I was a genius, like, honey. Yeah, <laughs> like I was making the, the, the rooster, the cock sound. Um <laughs> Oh, <clears throat> people will take that out of context. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that was his thought on Social Security. And then this is, our last, uh, this is our last clip, and then we can just button up the John Fetterman thing. We'll take a break, and we'll get into some other topics. But this is where John Fetterman <laughs> lets us know what he, how he feels, I guess we should say, about the Supreme Court. So I think it's, it's critical that we be con- consistent, and I do not believe in supporting the uh, Supreme Court. Okay, 
So we're getting rid of the Supreme Court because Sloth here said that it's no good. Perfect. Just get rid of that pesky third branch of government. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a, it's a, oh my gosh. It's amazing. And, and, and to be clear, someone said it in the chat earlier, and we've said it time and time again on this show before. It's, again, it's unfortunate that John Fetterman had a stroke, but it's unfortunate that he is dumb enough to continue to do this. His wife and the Democrats are sick and evil enough to continue to cart him out there and have him embarrass himself and his family and be put in a position where he could possibly be a decision maker for this country, given his state. That's all awful. But for the people who are saying, oh, you're being hard on him, and it's just because of the stroke. Well, again, yes, it is partially because of the stroke, partially. And, and that's a, a clear indicator that you should not be doing this or running for office. But he was a disaster before the stroke. Like, that's what people have to remember. Just like people talking about, well, yeah, well, Joe's just an old grandpa who's gotten slow and has is, is maybe got dementia. Okay, that's true. He's become more embarrassing now. Joe Biden has a track record of being a colossal douche nozzle for his entire life. He's been an absolute disaster for 50 years in D.C. So none of these things are really new. This is, this is, that's what's so frustrating to me. It's like, okay, now they're really bad, but they were pretty epically bad before too. Yeah, and I, I go back to Gabby Giffords. Gabby Giffords, in my opinion, and seeing her talk, you know, after her rehab, she is, I can understand her better than I can Fetterman, but she stepped aside and her husband, you know, took her seat. Right. So I, I just, this is, I, I think that's probably the play here. They might be. You know, just to get him in there and then switch him out. Oh, any Fetterman is not good for this country. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you this, as sick and twisted as she is, at least, she, at, at least when we go to break down what she says and her disastrous policy ideas, it'll feel cleaner and better than picking on someone who's had a stroke. Because, again, I, I'm not picking on him because he had a stroke. I'm picking on him because he had a stroke and is running for United States Senate. That, that's that's, that's the, the key takeaway here. Okay, we got lots to get to. Joe Biden's pushing COVID fear. We got Stacey Abrams, whose campaign might be in trouble. At least there's, there's something that indicates to us that something could be awry there. Ron DeSantis still kicking ass. Make sure you hit that like button, whichever platform you're on. It's the plus sign on Rumble. It's the boxing glove if you're on the app. You know how to do it on Facebook, all the other platforms. You're not on YouTube because we don't go to YouTube anymore because they're communist douchebags. So please just hit that. Continue to engage wherever you are. Sit tight for these commercials. We'll be right back with a drink. Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you, we're having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. 
So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. Are you watching what's happening in the world today? Global pandemic, dramatic stock market volatility, trade wars with China, U.S. debt piling up, banks charging negative interest rates, the Fed printing money again. World economies are poised for a major freefall. In 2008, many Americans lost a large portion of their retirement savings. Fortunately, those who were protected invested in physical gold and silver. Historically, when the stock market has crashed, gold and silver have increased in value and have protected investors from crippling losses. You see, gold and silver can act like an insurance policy. For decades, savvy investors have taken advantage of an IRS loophole that allows one to add physical gold, silver, or other precious metals to their retirement savings. What else can physical gold and silver do for you? Privatize your savings. With banking and online financial systems alone, you really only have paper currency and bank receipts. At GoldCo, we're here to help you protect and grow your life savings. Our specialists assist you in two ways. One, buying physical gold and silver direct. Two, facilitating the transfer or rollover from your existing retirement account into a self-directed IRA. Our process is fast, easy, and no cost to you. There are three simple steps to setting up a self-directed IRA. First, we help you open your new IRA account with a quick application. Second, you'll choose how you would like to fund it. Third, we'll help you select the metals that best fit your investment goals and ship them to your account. That's it. With more than a decade of experience and thousands of satisfied customers, the Gold Co. team remains committed to helping individuals like you safeguard and grow their retirement savings. Welcome back, my friends. We're glad to be back with you for two more segments. Again, reminder, no booze and banter today. This is essentially it. So if you didn't get yourself a drink at the break, you know, go get one. Go get one. Check out our sponsors also. So <clears throat> Joe and the team, you know, they tried monkey pox. They tried all these other things. None of them stuck. So they're out there trying to get people scared again, trying to get people vaccinated again, make sure they've got that control. And here's how we're going to kick off this block. It's do we have that clip? Uh, it, it didn't come in a minute ago, so let me try it again real quick while okay. you're talking. So, so I mean, bottom line, I mean, Tom, it, isn't it hilarious? Like all the things that they've kind of quietly tested and tried over the last year or so since they kind of started to quiet down on the COVID fear porn. Now, it, now it's like, okay, well, shit, that didn't work. So we've got to get back to something that does. Let's let's ramp up COVID again. Oh, a hundred percent. But before I get into that, I got some breaking news here that I think you in the audience will appreciate. Okay. Kamala Harris has chimed in about the Fetterman debate. And here's oh one of her quotes. <laughs> the whole reason, literally, it was a debate. 
It was called a debate. Everyone traveled to the debate. There were journalists there covering the debate. <laughs> did did Fetterman write that? <laughs> Dear Lord, help us. I mean, seriously, just come back. It's time. It's time. Real quick, yes. uh, Tom sent us during the break this emoji. Didn't know it existed, but that's uh That's it. Yeah, you can yeah, well you can be a pregnant man these days, right? You can get a period. It's all it's all it's all <laughs> Democrat science. Just pick a hole and <laughs> <laughs> well that is that is the best the best meme that's ever been shown on this show. It is the winner of Meme Tastic. If we were to ever have a Meme Tastic competition or tournament, uh, it was amazing. But Joe's out there trying to get, is this one transcoded? Yep. All right, so he's out there trying to get people vaccinated again. Here's how we're kicking the block off, then we'll continue on with the Biden, Biden train. Good afternoon. I'm here today with uh, my COVID team, as well as leaders from some of America's top pharmacies, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Albertsons. And we're here with a simple message. Get vaccinated. Update your vaccine, your COVID vaccine. It's incredibly effective, but the truth is not enough people are getting it. We've got to change that so we can all have a safe and healthy holiday season. That's why I'm getting my shot updated today. You notice kind of the quiet threat there again? So we can all enjoy the holiday season. Don't buy into that show. I mean, first of all, we haven't here, and I know a lot of you in the audience didn't for the past two years, even when there was people being instructed to rat on neighbors and family members, and when our country really took that dip to a place that we're just not really going to get back from, I fear. But <clears throat> there's the COVID fear part, and you've got this guy out there who's essentially a hospice, hospice patient at this point giving medical advice, healthcare advice, for the entire government, for the entire populace. It's not a good look. No, it's not a good look, but they need it. They need to go back to lockdowns. They need some kind of control because one of the things that I'm fearing about the impending red wave, once it takes place, there's going to be hell to pay. I mean, they're going to start locking things down. They're, I, I just... What the what the federal government is going to try to do, and also you know, in state governments and even local ones that are run by Democrats, right? They're going to put the screws to the populace. So yeah. you just got to be prepared and get ready to ride out and endure whatever happens next. Keep your head on a swivel, people. You do, you do. It's just and and again, it's also ridiculous. We're not going to go into it today, but it's for a a, a virus that the, the fatality rate was so ridiculously low, it shouldn't even be mentioned. And it's in the, the discussion now, and, and as it has been, is over a vaccine that's been incredibly ineffective, has caused widespread issues for a crap ton of people. Th those are the numbers we should be talking about. But we, you can't. You get shut down. But... <clears throat> And and then you've got people like him who he sat down after that for his his fifth COVID injection. Fifth one. Like, isn't that a sign right there? This isn't working. How many shots you've you like you're having to go to the doc and he doesn't because he's got one there and it wasn't really COVID. I, you know, I, I don't know what was in it. It could have been ibogaine. It could have been whatever else. But he's giving the appearance as though he's gotten his fifth booster. And while he was getting his booster. You had a reporter shout out a question to him about Saudi Arabia and oil. Here was that exchange. What's your reaction to the Saudis on oil urging the U.S. not to 
Sir, do you think it was a mistake for New York to Oh, okay. <laughs> Get your, I don't think that, I don't think they, they compute there. Get your, get your COVID shot was his answer to what's your reaction to the Saudis urging the U.S. not to use our oil reserves, which by the way, are reaching record lows. The lowest it's been in 40 years because of his disastrous, extremely partisan political moves to try and lower gas prices by mere cents so they can use it as a talking point in the midterm elections. When anyone's smart enough to get out of bed and string a simple sentence together, something John Fetterman can't do, anyone smart enough to do that knows, hey, you took things from like 187 to 487, upwards of $7 plus in some states. You don't get to, to take a win for bringing it down for 20 cents by making a extremely reckless decision that puts our company, our company, our country in serious jeopardy, particularly with all that's going on in the world. It's a horrible, hor I mean, there's not enough discussion, frankly, we talk about it all the time here, but collectively across the board, there's not enough discussion about how reckless this decision is. Great feedback, guys. <laughs> well, it's a horrible decision. And another thing, too, you notice that they're referring to it as a shot. And I know for a booster shot, but also the, the word vaccine isn't being like thrown out as much as it was, because now it, it's the whole COVID thing is turned into a shot, like a flu shot. Like a flu you don't shot. call it a flu vaccine. Right. That's true. That's a good point. It sounds it sounds less controversial. It sounds less. But, but at the same time, as that's happening, and we didn't really get into this, CDC's you know, added it to their schedule of vaccinations. Like, and they're going to push this harder that Joe's already doing it here, which I think, again, all dovetails back into what we're saying, is all these other plans to, to disrupt the public, get, get control over the public failed. You know, people, it turns out most people weren't scared of monkeypox because they weren't at like a male orgy the night before. Like most of us I'll just weren't in that. <laughs> Fair enough. Two out of the three of us on the, is that right? Disco. I mean, two out of the three yep, of us. Were not, three. Okay. So out, 60, yep, yep, yep. We're batting 66%. Like that's pretty good. Um, well, my, my whole thing is, you know, you know, I, I sent a tweet this morning to you guys and asked like, is this real? Like how New York, New York state is, you know, demanding or the, their court is demanding that, the people who lost their jobs because they didn't get the vax, get it back, also get back pay. Also, I think that's great. Yeah, but so yeah, all these things it. are happening. All these things are happening. All these things are where people are like, oh, wait, I don't need to. So what do they need to do to get control? Get the potato in chief back up there and say, get your vaccination. You know, like I mean, and then you know what? Let's get him up there to get another one. Show him that it's okay. He's doing it too. And it's just, it, it's, it's grasping for straws when there's no straws left. I mean, they're, they're trying. They're trying their best, but there's nothing left. They're like, wait, what do we do? Yeah. What do we do? Yeah. <sighs> it's pretty remarkable. It's a special time that we're living in. Remember, remember you know, the, by the way, this was the same administration that used OSHA to push down, you know, their unconstitutional BS force compliance that they did out there. And, and you had, after Biden leaves the podium, you saw all the people there. You had Fauci. You had all those, those COVID response team fellas and, and ladies that were there and they, they took some questions. They made themselves available to have a discussion with the press. Here's, here's how, um, here's how one of those clips went. I do want to ask about, um, 
uh, vaccine mandates in light of the CDC decision from the other day. Um, should children or school districts require COVID vaccines, and should the military require uh, COVID vaccines? Yeah. So. Um, we believe, so let's talk about the children, by children first, that that is very much a local decision that should be made by local school districts, by cities, by mayors, by uh, local officials who usually make those decisions. Uh, and sometimes they're made by state officials. Um, but ultimately, I personally, and I've said this about other uh, COVID policies as well, that I think is extremely important that those decisions be made at the local level by local leaders. No, that, that is not, that is not how things went. Right? I mean, am I am I a loony? No, well, you're not loony. That. I mean, I am loony, but like on this point. <laughs> well, that's no, one of the you... things Trump did. He said, "Leave it up to the states," and that's when he saw DeSantis and you know Greg Abbott, you know, start opening up their states again, and you know, and getting back to to normal life. It was it was the left who wanted to lock everybody down and assume control. It was people like Howard Stern calling for the military to, you know, force vaccinations on people, you know, go door to door. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's people like him who stood with those policies of, yes, it's all got to come. There's got to be a federal response, not a local response. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I love that they, like, there's another clip we've got of him that we'll show here in a second. But like they're trying to make it seem like, like they were reasonable. They were like, hey, you know, and Jen Psaki would try that all the time too with with her comments. Like I defer to this, this, that, and the other. It's like, no, 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 you don't get to do that because you're part of the team that's pushing this down on everyone. But they try to, and they're doing it a ton right now, particularly because there's midterm elections coming up in less than two weeks now. But you're trying to act reasonable and patriotic and like, hey, we just got everyone's best interests at heart. And if people want to make a decision that, that goes this way, then it's up to them to do that. No, that's not who you are. You have forced more shit down our throats as American citizens in the last two years than ever before in the entire history of our country. It's been, yeah. We've been force fed this shit for so long. It's ridiculous. When you talk about, you know, they're trying to act now like they were reasonable and, you know, they were putting people's freedoms, you know, above everything else. That's a lie. Gretchen Whitmer saying that, you know, schools were only closed for three months in Michigan. That's right. a lie. This is the same woman who banned the selling of any kind of like landscaping equipment or not equipment, gardening. but like gardening supplies. Yeah. 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 Don't go outside where you're totally safe. And also is good for your soul and your health, by the way, getting vitamin D3, all of that in you. Don't don't do that. They're just such evil well, people. The way that they can come back and lie and even like, I mean, it's like the Stacey Abrams thing. Like, I never said that. I mean, there's so many clips of her saying Kamala Harris saying stuff like, like they all do. And it's like either you're that dumb or you think we're that dumb or a combination there of both every scenario. The, the end result is the same. It's atrocious. Atrocious. And they've done one hell of a job um, dividing this country. The people who bought into it or support them, and the people who aren't take aren't going to give you know take their crap. You know, I mean, I had friends who lived in Seattle who had the cops called on them because during the lockdown they were out in their backyard with their kids playing. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, it's like 
what? No, they were just trying to hey, kids go outside. Let's go outside and play because you've been locked inside for so long. You know, it's like, let, you know, let them be, let them, like you said, let them get some sun, let them get some fresh air where you're perfectly safe. And it's just, you know, way to go guys. You did it. Way to you, go. you did it. Well, but, you know, on the upside, we know where the split is. You know, you see all the people with the mask. You know what side they're on. Yeah. You see all all these, you know, frames that people have on their social media profile pics. It's like, we can do this. I'm vaxxed. You know, it's it's yeah. a visual representation of what team you're on. 100%. Well, yeah. Well, and also, too, there's a lot of Democrats that are upset. There was months ago, I was at a restaurant and we were waiting. And you know, this couple walks in. They don't have their mask on. They walk in. They're asked to go get a mask and put so they leave to go out and as they're walking out he like you know there you can tell they're upset they come back they put their mask on and and we're just standing there and he's like i voted for biden and i i got my vax i got my booster and now i have to still wear a mask like this is this is garbage you know it's like hey man like you're the one supporting them like calm down like here's like, what i think needs this- to happen too since we've got that divide now you know of people who are clearly willing to go along with wear their mask this that and the other is I think if we get power back, because, you know, everyone knows where they stand now. Like, are you getting the vax? Or are you not getting the vax? Have you? Have you not? Whatever. If we get power back, I think just to troll the left, we need to work with, because the, the people at Big Pharma are whores, right? If you can adjust things, make more of something, all of that, it, it equates to dollars for them, so they'll do it. And if you've got federal government support, then that's just massive bonus because it's going to be big and, and it's going to be at scale. So I think we switch the shot to still a needle, but have it be like given rectally. And then, and Ooh. then, and then like, Hey, like this, we're changing Sign it up. Here, here's why we're doing it. <laughs> You're talking Tom's language right now. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's why we're doing it. Do it. You've got to get it to protect your neighbors, your friends, your loved ones. You don't want to be responsible for killing them. Even though once you get it and we put this needle into your anus, you can still spread the virus just as easy as anyone else. And get it, but <clears throat> do it that way, and then and then that's a nev that's like another another line like and then we really get a sense like oh I'm not you know what I don't I don't want to do that actually I went along for a while okay you people you're still gone you're not on our team because you you lost that opportunity but it, I just think it'd be a fun experiment and I, I know that sounds weird I don't want to administer the shots to be very clear um. But it could be done. I mean, Again, clearly, I mean, think of the, the tests that were being done in China. I don't know why I had to do that like thing. But do you remember seeing the, the fake mannequin laid over like a table in security screening and they were yeah. doing rectal swabs? Yeah. Like make everything that way as it pertains <laughs> to COVID. All right. Hey, guys, I got to run. Sounds like a good one, Tom. Thanks for being here. All right. You got it. Thank Bye. You, All right. All right. So anywho. Um, we won't, we won't continue on that discussion anymore, but there's one more, one more comment here, um, that I think just needs to be brought into question when this, the same guy from Biden's COVID response team said this. I think there are many of us in the public health community who are arguing for in-person education as safe, doable, really useful for children. Um, there is not one single view, but I think there is no question about it. Uh, many of us believed from relatively early in the pandemic that um, that it was really important for kids to have in-person education and advocated for it. Obviously, I was advocating as an outside, you know, as an academic expert. So hold on. So you let's just be clear about this. You wanted the local schools to decide, local municipalities and governments to decide. 
which is which is absurd, categorically absurd, completely untrue. And now you're saying we, I, and many of us wanted the kids to be in school for in-person living. Okay. So how come we didn't hear a peep from you and others? How come that's not where we actually got to? That's not where we landed. It's just, it's such a disingenuous and, and untrue statement. It's not true at all. Well, it's it's like he's trying to cover, like, you know, well, hey, that, that might have happened, but I was in the background saying, I, I want this, I want this, I want this, you know, because, you know, like, now he's at the podium having to answer for what's going on. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, well, I would and, have more respect, I'd have more respect if he was like, no, this is what we thought was best, this is what we decided to do, and we'd stuck to it. Cool. Awesome. Done. 100%. Don't, don't try to walk it back. I mean, again, especially when it's when it's clearly political, clearly, you know, it's just they, they're so predictable and they're so lazy in how they do things. I, I always say that, too. Like, if you just just own who you are, here's here's what we did. Here's why we did it. OK, I disagree. But like, I'll at least give you props for for just saying it. Um, but it's ridiculous. It's all political. It's all um just not who we are as a country. Uh, it's who they are as people, but it's not who we are as a country. So, Disco, you brought up earlier, the New York Supreme Court has ruled that all New York City workers who refuse to get vaccinated must be rehired and given back pay, which is an awesome step. It's a step in the right direction, right? Makes some amends for, for the government overreach that we all witnessed during lockdowns. And again, yeah, I, but so, so, but my whole thing is, you know, so the government forced it. Obviously, the company's a, 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 like obliged, but now me thinking, just trying to think outside of the box. Now, let me think of like running a hospital. What's so now they're expecting me to pay for that? You know, like, you know, like, <laughs> wait a second. You know, like, like the, the hospital has to pay them all back. Like, well, no, you guys were the ones who told us to, 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 if they didn't, if, you know, if they don't get the jab, they can't be here. Well, no, so that, it, like, well, no, cause it has to do with New York city in this case, specifically New York city who went crazy with, yeah. with vax mandates and everything. And they made that internal decision. Um, so yeah, to an extent you could say, well, this was the mayor's office that said this and there could be counter suits, yada, 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 yada. But like. None of them should have basically what they're saying is, look, yeah, none of them should have complied with with what at the time de Blasio was saying. And and, you know, Cuomo, when he wasn't assaulting women and killing the elderly, but like you shouldn't have complied with that. And look, I mean, if I'm them, I don't want to go back to work for a place who's willing to do that. I'll take the back pay, but I don't want to go back and work there. I'll take the back pay and, and move on um, because these people, these people who went Along with this, the, when I say people, I mean companies, corporations, whatever, businesses. These, they, they were a part of the Democrats ruining people's lives, ruining their businesses, ruining, in some cases, families. It's, it's, no. it's, it's. Yeah, hey, my, my wife almost died twice. Because, because of the vaccine. She loved her job. She was forced because to get she, yeah, she loved her job. She wanted to keep being a nurse and helping people. So she's like, I feel like I have to do this because I, I want to be here to help sick people. Awesome. Like, right. I get it. You got to do it. And both jabs almost killed her. To me, it's like if New Mexico were to do that, okay, well, let's write up this letter. <laughs> you know, because it's like, you know, yes, she got to keep her job, but she almost died twice. 
Like there's got to be, you know, and it's, it's, and I know it got worse for other people too. People did die from getting it and lost loved ones and all that stuff. And it's just, it's, it's so crazy. It's like we, like you were saying, it shouldn't have happened. And now they're walking it back and I, Hey, I'm good. Good for the New York Supreme court for doing that. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and, and honestly the way this needs to end, it will not, but you know, several of my colleagues have said this as well in the industry um that you know in in news commentary digital media whatnot these people it not only needs to be walked back but the people who were involved with this there needs to be trials there needs to be arrests there needs to be a a litany of things that happened to these people who tried to ruin everyone's lives in some cases did who tried to ruin and fundamentally shift who we are as a country and in some ways did Thankfully, they woke a lot of people up, too. But, I mean, as June said, they destroyed lives with glee. They are the, they are the worst of the worst. It's, it's terrifying. Again, you look at not just that. You look at how this country is being divided, how it was divided with COVID, which was, which was a huge tool of theirs. Again, not saying it was not a real virus. It was. But, like, it was used as a political tool. You look at how they're doing things. In terms of academics, you look at how they're doing things in terms of the LGBTQ community. You look again, I'm in this great community in Florida. A community that you would never think is anything but, you know, normal America, conservative, yada, yada, yada. And we had at our high school, one of our high schools last week, a boy who thinks he's a girl named Homecoming Queen. Talked about it in Booze and Bantry yesterday. That's the kind of stuff that is destroying our country. That's the kind of spiritual evil that is happening across this country. And it's sick and it's twisted. And I, I tell you, it's scary to see because it's hard, you know, as being someone who's got four children. Disco's got children. A lot of you have children, even if they're grown. And it is a scary place to, to raise children and be a part of right now because it is an upside down world and any traditions and values that you just leaned on and expected to be there because they always have been they're they're gone they're not there again they're or they're they're not there anymore they're gone yeah you know it, well it's funny cuz um was in a uh, like a men's group at, at our church like meeting a, a few weeks ago and one of the guys was like uh was talking to the older gentleman, like my, like my father's age and everything. And, and everything was like, you know, Hey, you guys didn't have to pray about this stuff for your children. You know, <laughs> like you guys must have had it easy. Well, they had their own problems. And so it's like now, like with me, with our kids, it's like, man, like we have, we really have to sink in an identity and who you are yeah. and who you were born to be and all those things. And it's like, you know, like I don't remember having my dad have those conversations with me, but now I have to have them with my kids. And it's just crazy how the world has shifted in this way and, and turned all that. And it's just been insane. And on the note of the boy with the homecoming queen, um, how has Aerosmith not gotten canceled for dude looks like a lady? <laughs> I don't know. No, because um, wasn't that the one that Alicia Silverstone was in? Or not? Um, who was the... Not that one. Um, girl in... <laughs> Live TV, folks. <laughs> Live TV. I'm looking as we do it. No, it wasn't. That was 87, so she wasn't in that. Who? Uh... Anyways, I don't know. That was, what was she? Well, now, now I'm thinking, what video was she in? 
she was in one that sparked her career. Then she was in Clueless, and then she kind of disappeared, and never did anything again. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's get back to the story. So, so Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams in some trouble. Um, the DNC, or at least it appears this way. Okay, obviously she has tons of support from lots of people. Um, crying, are, crying. She was in crying. Crying was That's the, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm gonna have that song in my head the rest of the day. Um, but. She's gotten lots of support, support from people all across the country, right? Big, you know, especially, you know, the people like on The View and stuff like people who don't matter. But she's gotten support from them. And this week, though, the DNC pulled a million dollars from her campaign with just two weeks to go to the election. Which, to me, I'd say, hey, look, that's systemic racism, what you guys are doing to her. Um, it's got to be, right? She'll get reparations later. But by pulling money um, from Stacey, giving it to a white candidate in a different state, which is what they did, um, it's going to bring up some questions. I'm sure some people are going to give them hell for that. But that's, you know, <clears throat> like it's got to hurt Stacey. It's got to hurt her stomach, her second stomach, maybe her third stomach. Well, yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> this reminds me of the, what was the one race where they uh, turned off her Wikipedia page? Um, remember that a few, like we talked about that a few months ago, like you'd go to Wikipedia, that, uh, politician. And it was like, it, 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 it was like gone. Remember, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. Dang, I don't remember now. You I guys were talking though. about it. I, I, can't, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, literally the Democrats turned and they ran away quickly in this case. And it's just an interesting thing. Like it's, it's, it's. You know, and, and look, you could say the flip side of it, too. You could say, well, they're taking money because they think she's got it in the bag and they're going to put it somewhere else. She doesn't have it in the bag. It's a tight race. It should not be a tight race because she's ill qualified and just not a good person. Um, but. It seems. It seems like, you know, typically, typically when that happens, it's them saying it's an indication of them saying, hey, you know what? We. We don't think that this is going well. This one over here is close in a pivotal race, so we're going we're gonna to strip some money here and reallocate it to here. Typically, that's how it goes. Again, we, we don't live in typical anymore. It's 2022 in America. Things are crazy. Um, but that's, that's, that's what it seems like. And as Foster says, she's down 10 points. So I, I, to me, look. And crazy. And crazy. <laughs> She's down 10 points and crazy, to quote Foster. <laughs> Specific, thank you. Uh, how dare I quote him incorrectly? But that's how it seems. It seems like that's really bad news for her, who was running a lot of campaign ads on TV, and now they're not anymore. Um, so keep an eye on that. We'll see. Um, we'll see where it goes. I hope she loses. Gosh, I hope she loses. And I'm surprised she hasn't come out pulling the race card. Not yeah. not saying that like she... But, but I mean, it's just like, unless she was given the reason, hey, um, you're not going to win. We need, need to move this money over here. That's fine. But if it was just like pulled out from underneath her, she should be out there going, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, why? Like, yeah. They pulled my money. Like, she should be publicly talking about it. Right. She has every right to. They just well, pulled the money. Well, here's what's going to happen. She's going to say, I would have won. Uh, she doesn't actually talk that way, but she's going to say, I would have won. <laughs> if, 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 they didn't come up here and take that money from me. And, uh, and we're just going to say, no, you lost before. You lost this time, too, because you have no policies. Yeah. You're yeah. not an intriguing candidate. You're not an overly smart candidate. 
You just don't have what it takes to win. Sorry, girl. Like, you just don't. Like, I, I, I it is what it is. Um, so, Chris, you know, who's just, you know, he's a, he's a freaking lizard. And I'm not saying that like some of the, the people on, on the, the fringes use it as, you know, referring to people as reptiles. But he's been everything. He's been a, a Republican. He's been an independent. Now he's a Democrat. He just goes wherever the wind blows him, wherever the media takes him. And he decided that it would be a good idea to call Ron DeSantis, America's governor, Big D, a dictator. Well, here was DeSantis responding. Well, I think the interesting thing over the last couple years is you had people that kept wanting to lock people down. I don't know what's going on with the audio here, people. This country that lifted people up. I don't know what happened there. That was let's, weird. Let's try it again. Let's see if it works again. Let, let, let me uh, bring it in again. So okay. you just talk. Let me bring it in again. So, I mean, look, just on, on it, we'll, we'll hear what Ron says in a second. But for, for Charlie Crist to call Ron DeSantis a dictator is just, I mean, it's literally laughable. It's such a pitiful last ditch effort, name calling thing. This guy, this Ron, Ron DeSantis, if you look, I was talking to, so I was talking to my brothers this morning, we had coffee, which is, which is always awesome and great, you know, just quality time. And the, the, the one is less, inclined to pay attention to the news and politics this that and they're not because he doesn't care just because it's, it's kind of the opposite it's like man i just don't want to deal with that um and he but he stays kind of out of it and he was like look the entire country over the past two years moved to florida and texas figure out what they're doing and run your state like that like it's just that simple do you want this or do you want all this nonsense over here and that's really where it is and no one, no one was a bigger player in that, a bigger factor in that than Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, who just crushed it the whole time. And the reason he came, people came here in droves. And the reason you guys helped drive up my property value, thank you so much. My house is worth double what it was. And I'm not screwing around. I, I, I appreciate the hell out of all you guys. As sell, as, sell, sell. As long as you vote red. <laughs> Uh, but you came here because it's free. It's free. And, and you don't find freedom in a quality life where there is a dictator. Well, when you, when you have things like he said, we, we, could, we could play replays for days probably for him where he's just like, hey, people from New York, uh, you know, police officers, you don't need to get the, vac the vax here. Come over here. We got jobs for you. Come on. Yeah. But, you know, like, like he said that many times. <laughs> like, like, get over here. Because we're for the, we're, we're like, you know, I hate to sound like uh, that one law firm in Florida, but he's for the people. He yeah. is. He for truly is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Morgan and Morgan, for the people. <laughs> let's try this clip again. I'm not going to transcode it because maybe he just got, but let's, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's give it see a shot. what happens. So he said that you're a dictator. Well, I think the interesting thing over the last couple years is you had people. Weird. It's yeah, just, that's weird. On my on my computer, it sounds completely normal and fine. But when I put it in there, it's like, well, Yip. look. I mean, um, you know that Ron gave a great answer and probably had some snark and it did had some snark in it and some truth in it and all those things. And he landed a blow and then dropped the mic and said, "Deuces, I'm out of here," because that's how Big D does it. But I mean, the Democrat. It's just it's such a 
imbecilic move for for Charlie Chris to do that. Like it's clearly not true. Again, I say it all the time. If if you're if you're a Republican or a Democrat, it doesn't matter, or an independent somewhere in between. There's like four of you in between. But like if you're in between where you're on either side, you should love his policies because they allow you to be free and pursue your policies. Pursue the life that you think fits within that realm with the exception of outlandish, ridiculous stuff like teaching children about, you know, crazy sexual stuff at an early age and all of that stuff, which, which he stopped. Uh, but within the realm of reason, you want to be pro-abortion, you want to be pro-this, you want to be pro-this, pro-that. Like, his whole thing is, let's look to the Constitution. Let's see what it allows us to do, what it doesn't allow us to do. Let's see what state government's role is. Let's see what federal government's role is. And then let's make sure that we do what makes sense within those confines. And let's let people live their lives and grow and prosper. But the Democrats so hate that. They have to use yeah, they, phrases for their enemies. They've got to use dictator because it sounds awful. And it is when it's true. But it's not true in this case whatsoever. Or even, or even how they'll twist it and say they're not for democracy. Like, you know, like, no, it's like, um, we're for yeah. a constitutional republic. <laughs> to a republic. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, uh, Barb and, uh, Judy are saying, oh, no, not Barb. Uh, yeah, Judy and Jill are saying that they could hear it. But on your end, too, like, you went quiet, right? I had no, there's no audio for him in the studio. His first sentence, and then it goes dark. Yeah. And then it drops down. But they were saying they could, but we've talked about it enough, I guess. Yeah. We don't need to we gotta cover go it. and do it. So for those of you asking, uh, there is no booze and banter if you came in late today. This was it. We, we literally talked about John Fetterman for damn near an hour. Um, so, uh, and Carrie. The John Fetterman show with so Drew Berkowitz. Yeah. <laughs> Where we talk about John Fetterman and nothing else. Um, that's not true. We talked about some other stuff. So tomorrow will be normal. Tomorrow, the last day of the week, we'll do the regular show at 2 p.m. Eastern. We'll do booze and banter. Uh, over on Locals afterwards. We're going to do Meme-tastic tomorrow. We've got some good memes, so we appreciate all of you guys coming and joining us today. Thank you so much for being here and engaging on whichever platform you're on. Please share today's episode with friends, family, colleagues, maybe even some enemies. Again, all of that goes a long way in pushing back against big tech. We love spending time with you. We look forward to doing it tomorrow. Be safe, be smart, be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.